How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It is the Migs cast. My name is Steve Migs. I'm here with the Reverend Infuego. Yeah. Not a millionaire. No. Very unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Rev, I'm going to need you to help maybe bring up the energy in this room. I'm in a very bad mood. Oh, no. What'd you do? I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. I don't know what I hate more. Oh, oh. Oh, is this going to turn into the vent line? Yes. <laughs> I hate the whole... Oh, your email got lost in the trash bin oh, or in the junk yeah. file or whatever it may be. So, long story short, we were supposed to do an interview with a, a big time celebrity, like an A level guy. Yeah, at this um, point now, yeah, he is totally A level. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I get hit up by the studio and they're like, "Hey, would you like to have him on?" I'm like, "Yeah, well, yeah. of course." I haven't heard anything. It's a long weekend. I send an email out. I get an email. I sent them an email over the weekend, and I'm like. You know, the interview's on Wednesday. I haven't heard anything. And a lot of times with these studio people, we don't find out until the day before or two days before yeah. for them to give us an actual confirmed time. And the two days before would have been Memorial Day, so that right. makes it super awkward. So it's like, okay, well, I need to know because I need to plan this. So I send that email. I get an email back today. So I get the email and it says, your last email went into my junk file and I never saw it. I'm so sorry. And that's uh, supposed to just be like... But that okay. doesn't give me an answer. It that just means, e- did, which email did go in, go into the junk file? The one asking about the time or the one where I said yes, and here are the times we can do? Yeah. So I write back. I'm like, hey, so is the interview still on, or are we not having him tomorrow? Her response, since I didn't see the email, we didn't know you were interested, and the schedule is now set, so the unfortunate answer is no. Wow. And, and to make matters more infuriating, on a separate email with the same person. And there's two people on this chain. So you're telling me both of you, it went into your junk file. Yeah. Sure. Like oh, it, miserable yeah. Migs is happening today. Miserable Migs. <laughs> it's happening. I feel bad for our guests. I know. I know. I know. You're supposed to talk with a person you've known for a super long time. And you guys are like, well, right now you're getting I, it I out. I gotta get it out. You're getting it I, out. I gotta get this miserable because this just happened. Like, I'm, I was on email right as we were starting the show. I know. Now I'm in a dilemma. I kind of, a little gas just slipped out of my butt. Are you farting? You're no, I, to- I got so mad. So Dude. now we have a guest there waiting outside. Uh, what are you? Uh, well, I'm blaming I mean, it on you, Rev. I know. I do. I know. <laughs> I was actually no. going to be like, I was going to be like, well, I mean, Do you this smell is, anything? I don't. Okay, I think but we're here's okay. the thing: we've always learned on the Migs cast that it never gets over to the board; it hits everything else. Yeah. I, so I just don't know what's going right, to happen we got our here. In studio, sit in. Keith, Keith is watching. Keith, do you smell anything? He does no, not he smell anything. Oh, okay, good. All right. All right, let's bring in our guests because I am very excited to talk to them and I'm happy that we could get all the negativity out of the way <laughs> and I could go back to being Merry Migs as opposed to Miserable Migs. Nice. 
Okay, we're all right. No, yeah, so yeah, we, yeah, we're good. We took a quick pause, but uh, before we, we speak to Karen and Matt, oh my God. the Rev almost fried our entire board by spilling his cup of coffee. Should we even say that? I mean, I don't want you to get in trouble. Uh, well, it's uh, still working right now, so <laughs> right, sure. Good. So if anything sounds weird, it's the Rev fault. Christ. This has been a bad thing. smells really good. Oh, yeah, it smells like a brewery. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, a barista stand. That's not a brewery. <laughs> I wish it smelled like a brewery. I could use a beer right now. Right? It's been a weird day, but I want to welcome an old friend. I, I hate saying old friend because we're not old. No, not at all. <laughs> Karen Mason Blair and also Matt from Trees and Gallery. Uh, Karen and I, gosh, it's it's been forever. Forever. I like doing like this is like when you mentioned that you had something coming up. I'm like, yes, obviously, I want to talk to you about your exhibit that's happening because you're such a talented photographer. But secondly, it's like. It's just fun to catch up. Absolutely. How have things been? Really good. Just, you know, been busy, still taking photos. Yeah. Oh, this is echoing. Oh, you're getting a weird echo? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm sorry. Can I have no. this turned down? Yeah, yeah. Right here. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Yes, okay. thank you. Okay, hi. I'm back. It's the red phone. <laughs> he's, he's I didn't do it that time. He's passing it around. He's spilling yes. coffee everywhere in this guy. He's spraying it like our hip-hop video. It's really weird. It's my crystal, bitches. Woo! <laughs> Karen and I, went, back in the end days when I worked at the end, you were the, I mean, I don't know if we'd call it official photographer, but I mean, I don't know anyone else who was taking the pictures back then for, right. for yeah. the end. So, I mean, you were definitely capturing all these amazing moments. And way before that, I mean, when when before my time of being in Seattle, back in the mid-90s, early 90s, you were there. And that's what I thought would be really fun to talk about is that you were there being the eyes and the, the, the I guess, creating a story on, on print for a lot of these bands that many of us grew up idolizing and, and loving, like Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Mother Love Bone. Uh, how Rev, you'll love this. I'm talking with Karen over the weekend. She's like, I'm about to go camping with Greg Gilmore, you know, the drummer of Mother Love Bone. And I'm like, wow. oh, mind blown. <laughs> it just was cool. Hanging out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a quick. Truthfully. <laughs> and when somebody says, hey, have you ever been starstruck? That's the one guy of all the people I've ever. Well, I never met him. I was too starstruck to say hi. I was at a bar called Bandits in uh, Lower Queen Anne. And I'm just sitting there and I look over and I'm like, and this is like maybe five or six years ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the drummer of Mother Love Bone. I know that is. I've seen the pictures. I've, I've <laughs> idolized the, the band. I've looked up to him as a drummer. And I'm like, just, I, I, I was frozen. I was like, I can't say it. Like, my buddy's like, what's wrong? I'm like, it's the drummer of Mother Love Bone. I can't say anything. And he's like, go say hi. I, you never have a problem saying hi. He seems like a nice guy. And I've always heard great things about him. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I'm just going to yeah, make an ass that. of myself. <laughs> it's going to be one of those Chris Farley moments. So I'd rather just let him have his fun day and not be the weird guy that's like, remember when you played drums in Mother Love Bone? That was awesome. <laughs> like, that would have been weird. <laughs> well, he's so. going to come to my show so you can come oh, see him. Oh, yeah. And then I can I'll stand in the corner. Oh, okay. <laughs> I there would you go. Love now you have an in, Steve. I would. You yeah. just have to be that guy. Yeah. Oh Craig gosh. will go up to the camera and be like, who's the weird bald guy in the corner that's just staring, staring at me? I remember looking. him at a bar once. He was staring at me. I even texted Thrill from our afternoon show, who's also a big Mother Love Bone fan, and I'm like, Thrill, come down here. Craig like, I was like, I'm a schoolgirl. You're adorable. Here, here, Thrill, just come and sit in the corner with me. We'll just both stare at him. I think it's important, though. I mean, I, I love that, like, that I could still like through this job, and I'm sure you too. Like, there's still certain artists that will make you still feel like you're 15, 16 years old, and 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 giddy about them even being somewhere near your presence. Absolutely, that's that's the fun of it, you know. Right. <clears throat> there's Absolutely. so much passion and you know just intrigue like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, um, so it's called the Flannel Years, and yes. uh, let's get all the information out. And Matt's from Trees and Gallery, which is the gallery that it's going to be happening at. Yeah, it'll so, be happening at uh, Piranha Shop. Piranha Shop, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, where is that exactly located? Do you know? 
It's on I mean, obviously the first you know Avenue South. <laughs> Do you know where your shop is? <laughs> uh, it's just by the stadiums. <laughs> Where's that beer, man? I need that beer. Is it close to a bar? I need a drink. Uh, okay, so right down in the, right by the stadium. Yeah, district. just okay. uh, right by the Hawk's Nest in oh. Silver Cloud. Oh, okay. Cool. I know exactly what you're talking about then. And, uh, and that's going to be happening on, is it on Saturday? So on, on Saturday the yeah, 4th. June 4th, yes. And people could check out all this. Um, I mean, some of the pictures that you have, and I, I'm looking that you said that some of them are from Pearl Jam's very first concert, which mm-hmm. I think these are pictures wow. that nobody's ever even seen. No. they have, Yeah. And they're going to be world premiered. And um, there are no known photos from the Pearl Jam's first concert. Like they made that movie and there were no first concert. And then so they, you get they made the that? book and there was none. And then I, well, I don't, well, I went to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a camera with me. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I did, what I don't believe is that, you know, it's, it just still blows my mind that I was the only one with a camera. So right. then I went to the movie and I read the book and I'm like, what? I've got their first concert. And then so I took them down to Kelly Curtis and he bought five of them and gave them to the band for Christmas. Oh, I bet they love that. Yeah. So I'm looking at, they check out the picture right there is from Pearl Jam's very first show oh at the off-ramp, which yeah. is now El Corazon. Those are little kids. I know. Those are little kids rocking out. Yeah, we just had Stone and uh, Mike in studio last week. I know. And it's like, you know, I mean, it's like these guys are adults now, obviously. They've been doing this for a couple of years. And yeah, wow. this is, wow. I mean, this picture, I mean, Dave Cruz and the drummer, he just looks, I mean, he still looks super young, but I mean, wow. He looks like he's like 12 in this picture. Exactly. What do you remember from that show? Like, like oh, that's a good question. Because yeah. just like, like, there's got to be like something that just stands out from that. Obviously, from the pictures, you get, you can collect a lot of memories from that. Is there anything that really stands out that you like just is like seared into your brain? Well, I just remember that um, it was kind of like scheduled at the last minute. And then so we all go because we're so heavy hearted about, you know, losing Andrew. And so we're going basically you know to support stone and jeff and yeah. we're just like okay you know new project and we, right. and we get there and there's not there's hardly any people i mean look where i'm standing at the off ramp i yeah. mean it's crazy and so we get there and oh my gosh eddie just starts singing and you're like i, I just remember thinking oh i'd hate to follow up on andrew wood right like who can yeah. do this right right and then he starts singing and all you can think of is that guy can sing and then you were so happy because they found him you know and you don't have to tell your friends that their new band's awful <laughs> I mean, that's always the worst yeah. you know? and you're like oh yeah you guys are okay you guys are doing all right yeah i want to work on some of the songs but yeah i can't even imagine oh. to be in that room has i mean it's got to still be vivid in your memory. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. And then, yeah, and then you're just so, like, right on. And then, of course, their songwriting, amazing, you know, mm-hmm. because they wrote all those hits then, you know. Yeah. Uh, what was it like to see, I mean, I, I'm a huge, obviously, I should share the story about Mother Love Bone. I'm a gigantic Mother Love Bone fan. What was it like to see those guys? Because I've never, I, I watch videos online. You see, like, you know, the they posted, like, a sk- at the Kent Skate Park. They had that concert. I saw that online. But Never got to see them in person. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, Andrew Wood was just so charismatic, you know. I mean, he was just so energized. And so what was, for me, what was really fun is, like, when you would go to a Mother Love Bone concert, there'd just be this, like, electricity and this, this like, love and joy in the air. Mm-hmm. And so you always were having a great time. And it's like, and, you know, not so much at every concert do you go to do you have the best time. But 
every time. Yeah. <laughs> what Mother Love Bone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, a, like, oh, Mother Love Bone's playing. We all have to go. Oh, absolutely. Have you seen over by uh, Easy Street Records They in West Seattle, they just, uh, Jeff Ament just redid the Mother Love Bone graffiti on the yes. wall? Yes. Oh. I got to get down there just for a picture of that. Absolutely. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. That, just, that made me happy, you know. Yeah. Exactly. I'm loving the pictures you have of where where you're in the mix too. Like I, there's a picture from the Pearl Jam Alive release party, and uh, and check there's there's Karen and Eddie just hanging out. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, just and He's that's got for that the wild look in his eyes too. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I just love that. That's for the CD release of the album. Uh, you know, maybe sold a couple copies, ten. Yeah, yeah, just a few. <laughs> More than 10? Yeah. Uh, like on the back, you say, he said that his grandma Pearl made the best jam ever, and that's how they named the band. Not sure if I believed him, but that's what he said to me. <laughs> that is what he said to me. <laughs> and that's been like a, a lure of yeah. Pearl Jam forever. Well, rumors get started. <laughs> <laughs> what was the CD release party like for that? Well, it, it was, um, once again, it was, I mean, it was still really low key. It's uh -huh. like not everybody had caught on and... Whatever. And so um, it was right across the street from the EMP. Remember there's that bar right across the street? Oh, it had like so many different names. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Was it like a 60s slash 70s bar at some it point? Was. Yeah, like it polyesters was. and yes. something else. Why do I know that? Wow. That's way back. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really I just remember a couple of those ones. Yeah, they were always switching out names. That that place yeah, had so many different names, but I would imagine it wasn't a 70s themed <laughs> bar for when Pearl Jam had their <laughs> That would have been awesome, though. Everyone, wear your best 70s outfits. <laughs> that is crazy. What's been the... Um, while looking back at all the pictures to create this for the gallery that's happening again on Saturday, it's going to be over at the Treason Gallery at the Piranha Shop uh, on the 4th. Uh, what's been the one that like really just brought back some seriously amazing memories? Well, I just, you know, it's just really cool when I go back and I look at these just because it's been 25 years and mm -hmm. I'm not as familiar as I'm, you know, with them as I was. And so I just love it. Like in the show, there's 33 prints. And so within those 33 prints, there's seven where people are smiling. Like I have a Kurt Cobain smiling. Uh -huh. I've got Jeff and um, Stone smiling. And, uh, and I got this one of uh, Chris Cornell smiling and that, and that one just freaking moves me, man. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I was editing it and he's like looking at me and I'm looking at him. And, Ooh. and I just remember the moment. It's like the frame before, not the frame after he's not. Wow. But then when you just capture that moment and he was just looking at me like like it, 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 it was like he's looking at me like can you believe what's going on and then like we have no idea what's next and he has this like we both have no idea what's going <laughs> on or what's next wow. <laughs> and it was so pre everything uh, the show that I'm that I'm displaying it's like in a it's kind of like in a narrow time like we only did one year worth of photos so mm -hmm. I have a gazillion other photos but this is a really narrow um, <clears throat> view and within this it's um, there's several that are like pre-fame like before anything went anywhere so uh -huh. that's what we're kind of showing is before fame changed everybody yeah I mean because yeah. you were it's funny because I sound like even like the press uh, the, the file that you sent out at the bottom it had all the great um grunge vocabulary that the, the sub pop cats came up with when I think it was like New York Times interviewed them or exactly. and they're oh. like hey so what's like and they gave them like a list of the most ridiculous yeah. and I think it was uh, was it Megan Jasper? I think that I think it was Megan, and she was a receptionist at the time, and she's since grown on to become like one of the big wigs over there, which is kind of a cool story in itself. Absolutely, and I mean maybe this is what got her the the chance to grow in the company because she gave all these different terms, and you have them in here, which is awesome. Like old ripped jeans was in the world of grunge is called wax slacks. <laughs> 
And, and well, they, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> but, and if someone's telling you about that and you don't know, you know, right for wrong. <laughs> right. But if you're going to hang out, like, Rev, let's go yeah. hang out. We're, we're swinging on the flippity flop. They printed this. I Come have on. no idea what you said there, so I'll say, okay, let's go. A loser is a cob nobbler in the world of grunge. <laughs> I would imagine a different term for that, but somewhat close. I like this one. This uh, uh, uncool person, a lame stain. <laughs> a lame stain. Do you remember that movie? Was it Hype? Yes. Where I think they even like went into detail about all the craziness that was happening in wow. Seattle at the time. Uh, yeah, and you, I mean, how did you even get like this much access. I mean, you know, obviously you showed up to some shows with a camera, but I mean, at some points, I mean, some of these pictures, like I'm looking at the picture of Kurt smiling and it's, it's an unbelievable picture. I, I've never seen this picture before. No. That is so cool. Yeah. Which is, and this was backstage at the Seattle Center Arena mm-hmm. and they weren't even playing. They were, mm-hmm. he was there to see Just hanging out. the butthole surfers were playing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good man. And you actually asked him to smile for the picture. Yes. Well, what... Um, <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah. And so I said... <laughs> I mean, just because you know the story of Kurt and how, like, you know, th- you wouldn't think anyone would have the cojones to be like, hey, can you smile at least for one picture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that is the second picture that I have of Kurt smiling because he'd actually smiled in this other picture that I had taken mm-hmm. and, and I had printed it and I gave it to him. And then three months later, the record company calls me and they said, I have this picture of Kurt smiling. And I was like, well, how did you get that and and they said Kurt sent it to them and that it was his favorite photo and I was wow. like wow and so I have a picture on in utero of the shot that I that I had gave uh-huh. and then so when I saw him backstage at this event and he's standing there and he's so you know looking all downcast you know and I was like Kurt can you smile? And he goes, you always say that. I'm like, yeah, and you always like my photos. <laughs> and then he smiled. That's what he's smiling That's at. That's a great wow. picture. He's not smiling. He's like, oh, you got me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a smirk of like, all right, okay. Yeah, so there it was. Oh, I'm looking, and then there's wow. a picture of you with the band as well. I mean, that's yes. like just... Oh, I mean, I'm just like, as you know, the the the, the young version of me that idolize these bands in high school and in college and I'm looking at these and I have like such respect and hatred for you that you got to experience <laughs> such awesome moments. Yeah. I will say, yeah, it's it's rare to have pictures of Nirvana and Kurt Cobain, but it's really rare to be in one, you know. Yes. So I agree. I mean I mean that's just that's just magical right there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is really, really cool. And then uh I'm looking I mean another great picture of just Kurt playing the guitar and this is yes. uh Okay, which show is this at? Do you know? That was at the. Um, it was at the Paramount. I thought it looked yeah. like kind of had that like that Paramount stage vibe to it. Yeah, and I got the cover of the uh, the Nirvana DVD on the box set, the mm-hmm. re-release, of the, where um, it's the live at the Paramount. I got the cover shot. Jeez. So twenty five years later, wow. I get a cover of Nirvana. <laughs> so never stop dreaming, people. That's They're right. not even a band, and I got a cover. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep dreaming. I'm going to get a Nirvana cover someday. There you go. And at first I looked at this picture. This is great. So you look at the picture I'm looking at, right, Rev? That is And you're cool. like, oh, there's poison. Oh, that's Jerry Cantrell on stage with Brett Michaels. <laughs> what? <laughs> when did that happen? you got to tell us the backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. is with that about? <laughs> yeah, well, um, apparently the opening band for Poison couldn't make the show, and they were going to play the Coliseum. So they asked Alice in Chains to open. 
because they knew they were here in Seattle. So they open, and then at the end of the night, they come on stage, and they perform together with Poison for a Kiss song, you know, uh-huh. rock and roll all night. And so the next thing you know, they're all up there. And I got Lane. I got Lane with Poison. I mean, it's Whoa. hot. <laughs> <laughs> People say I should hide that photo, but I think it's, oh, I think it's awesome. Oh, and they loved Poison then. You know, I mean, maybe not a big fan today. I don't know. Right. But, but it's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there was a time when they were not, I wouldn't say they were a glam band, but they were definitely not the way they, they, they definitely they, they put some hairspray in their hair yeah <laughs> oh gosh yeah. oh I helped them just so you know <laughs> I helped them do makeup at Kane Hall <laughs> so, so during those days was the music wow. yeah. was their music different like you know what I mean like because I mean we hear the songs that we know and and all I know for Alice in Chains is the stuff that I've heard and that mm-hmm. stuff that's been put out there but before they you know came out with uh, you know facelift and and, and played that show at the Moor that became there on the VHS that came with a face of when I bought it. I mean, they were teasing their hair, wearing the, the spandex. Did their music, like, w- did it correlate with that that look, or was they they still doing the same stuff that they were doing on uh, you know on Facelift? Well, actually, yeah, I think they started out way more glam, you know, mm-hmm. and then and then it just kind of I don't know, it just kind of faded a little bit, and then they found their sound, which was amazing, and so mm-hmm. then. During that time, the '80s are just so popular, yeah. and so I, I, you know, that picture just reminds me of like passing the torch, like <laughs> goodbye <laughs> yeah. glam and Good hello call, yeah. and hello grunge. And oh, for sure, and that's exactly how that happened too. Exactly, it was just it was pretty abrupt oh, when yeah. like Nirvana came out. It was just like see you later '80s. Mm-hmm. You watch any behind the music of any of the bands that are oh, huge yeah. in the '80s? Yeah. At some point towards the end of the the, sh- the the special, they all have very nice words to usually say about the Seattle sound because it killed a lot of those guys' careers. Truthfully, I mean, it just like really just crushed I mean some of the second level mm-hmm. glam band some of the other ones seem to be able to figure yeah, it out yeah push of. it through and move on but my, most of them didn't and, <laughs> and they can thank Allison Chains which oddly enough were on stage with Poison and you yeah. have photographic proof of it that's so awesome <laughs> yeah well uh, Jerry used to sleep on my couch and I used to I, when I lived on Queen Anne and I'd give him a ride yeah, and so none of them had cars right so I'm the only one that had a car and a 69 Camaro and I'd give him all a ride and so Ooh. I would drop him off at the music bank and he's like Karen we're going to get signed. We're going to be huge. You'll see. I'm like, I'll oh. buy you a new couch. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just buy yourself a car first, please? <laughs> and I said, okay, Jerry, that's what they all say. You want me to pick you up? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. I knew I need to pick you yeah. up, Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is so awesome. That's how it goes. Are you going to have a chance to, like, I mean, speak in front of everybody while at, at the, because I mean, the stories, in addition to the pictures, are phenomenal. I mean, I don't even know, like, at some point, maybe you're even thinking of this, to make a book out of the pictures, but I think you got to have the stories in there, too. I yeah. Mean, the, the pictures are amazing. Don't get me wrong, but like hearing these stories is just like as a fan of the scene and a fan of. I mean, it's 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 gold. Yeah, yeah. it's it's stuff that none of us know because, I mean, you were right there basically as like an unofficial member of the band taking pictures of these guys and. Which of all these bands was your favorite to, to, to work with? Whether it be because photographically they were fun to take pictures of or because they just led to some great stories. Well, you know, like I say, I was a fangirl. You know, a fangirl yeah. with a camera. So I mm-hmm. was just like in love with everybody. And I still am. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'd love to do a book someday. That's my next thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to premiere it at the at the gallery and we're going to world premiere these photos and um, and then we'll just see what goes from there. What made you decide now is the time to get all these pictures out there? Well, I think it was when I went to that Pearl Jam movie and, and read the book and I was yeah. like, what? I got those. 
And then I was like, oh, get those out. And then and then once I started looking at all this other stuff and realized I don't just have a photo no one's ever seen. I have an entire collection. Yeah. And that and that's what's really kind of impressive after twenty five years to have this whole collection of photos that I just I don't know, I just kinda, you know, you know, raised my kids and, you know, did whatever. And now I'm like, what? I got all these and no one else does. It's kind of funny. Like, I've, like, not on the same level, but like, I'll share stories with some of my friends and, like, hold on, repeat what you just said. Do you not realize how awesome that is? And I'm like, you know, I just, you just have done it for so long and you experience certain things for so much that you just kind of, it's not like you lose the, like, the, the exuberance of sharing the story, but it's just like, oh yeah, I, I didn't realize until I tell it to somebody who wasn't there or didn't experience it, how awesome this is. And I'm feeling that right now, just hearing these stories and I've known you for a while, but like, I mean, as a Nirvana fan, as a Soundgarden fan, I mean, see, I'm looking Pearl Jam fan too. I'm looking at pictures I've never seen before. And I feel like I've looked at everything on the internet, everything in the magazines and the fan clubs and all that. And these are things that I've never seen. And, and as a fan, I mean, how do you not want to check this out? Because it's just like, it's almost like now I want to go home and listen to Nirvana. Now I want to go home. It's like, it, it just kind it of revitalizes everything. Yeah. It rekindles the right. love that you already mm-hmm. have for these artists. And that's the awesome thing about it. That's why I love taking pictures of like whenever we have celebrities in. and Because it's, I think that stands the test of time way more than like an autograph or because you could just look at that picture. It brings you right back to that moment. And it's, has there ever been like a picture that was like really difficult to share? Because I, I'm not trying to get all sad and behind the musicy, but you know, like one that you're just like, I don't know if I should share this one. Well, there is one in the show that um, it's a picture of Kurt Cobain, and it's it's of him live, you know, playing a show, and it's like I just left it. I mean, I didn't touch it up, mm-hmm. I didn't do anything, and you know, his pants are disheveled, and I mean, he is not looking good. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and but it's just. Um, it was just who he was, you know, yeah. and and so I left it, you know, only because, you know, after going to see Montage of Heck, I was like, you know, I'm just going to let that one live, you know. And so, um, yeah, and I, I just think that I, I just think my story hasn't been told yet. And that's why I feel like telling my story and, yeah. sh- you know, sharing my view of what I mean, you know, everyone says, oh, grunge, you know, it's kind of, you know, angry and angst and whatever. And it's like, well. Kind of, but we were having the time of our lives. Yeah. I mean, we would go and we would yeah. rock out and we would get our angst out and then we'd go, hell yeah, we feel fantastic. And it was such a heck of a community up in there in this oh, time. Totally. That, and that's the story, really. I mean, if you think about it, there was really only a core of like 200 people, you know, and in that core, we had musicians and we had photographers and graphic artists and managers and sound men and, and all sorts of people. But and, wow, and then yeah. and then in that 200 people that we went to everybody's concert and we, you know, the same T-shirt guy made everybody's T-shirt and I took all the photos and, you know, there was all this community. And then, but the, what's mind blowing is out of that 200 people, the depth of talent that yeah. were in those yeah. 200 people, like the Kurt Cobains and, and the Chris Cornells and Mark Lanigans and, you know, and it's like, wow, that, that, I mean, like, that's the jackpot. Yeah, I think that, I mean, wouldn't you think that has a lot to do with just, I mean, maybe because the pool is so small, like, everybody's in, inspiring and influencing each other to be better. Like, I mean, it, 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 I'm not surprised that uh, from that 200 that everybody was doing some pretty amazing stuff because it's like, oh, wow, this guy's doing this, this girl's doing that. I need to step up my game. Right. You know? And that we were all helping each other, which was really this Seattle familia. I call it my Seattle familia yeah. because we all were just helping each other. We weren't really competing. We were just like, oh, you got that, I got this, you yeah. got that, and I'll do that, and I'll double time on that, you know, or whatever. I'll go postering or whatever, you know. Well, I remember witnessing it a little bit even like when I came out and it was like 97, 96, 97-ish and got involved in like, you know, a music scene that was way different, but it was still a scene that did pretty well with Harvey Danger and Death Cab for Cutie and a few others. And we were lucky enough to be in the mix of that. And I was like, 
compared to how it was when I grew up in New York and playing some bands in high school and a little bit in college, which was not that way. And granted, it was probably way different than what was going on with like the grunge bands, quote unquote. But I feel like it was still kind of had that community mentality of, okay, yeah, obviously we want to be the best band on the bill, but we're only because we just, it's just because we want to do as well as our friends are doing because they did so great. We wanted, wow, we got to now show up and, and perform it to the best of our abilities as well. It wasn't a competition. You're right. It was more right. of just, oh, you're just kind of kicking me in the butt to play better. And, well, and, and I don't even think anyone ever really wanted to play best. I mean, I don't even know if that <laughs> entered our mind. Like, like I mean, thank, awesome. thank you, Steve. But, you know, yeah. um, what it was is that um, all these bands would tour, right? And they would go East Coast and they would go to California and they would never stop in Seattle. And that's why there was no live band. Uh, there was no venues for live band. Well, they said there was no venues, but there were, but then they, they just wouldn't come here because it was such a long drive. Yeah. And so then that's how it was. That's how the whole thing was birthed is if we don't play live music, we're not going to get any. So we're like, just, you know, practice in your garage and come on, you know, and, right. and then just start playing. And so we just wanted to, everyone just wanted to play because they love to play. And then that's what's so mind blowing is how you change the world when you're just doing what you're doing out of necessity and passion and right. drive and just because you love lo- live music. It's probably because there wasn't a formula in their head of how to succeed. So oh. they just did it however the F they want. Wanted right. to do it, and and I think as fans we picked up on that. Like right. it, and we it, had it, no, it resonated because it was real. Yeah, and we had no outside help, so we mm-hmm. so none of us were influenced, you know, influenced or changed by uh, by the record business or yeah. the, or, or other you know outsiders. And so that's why we just got so community oriented so early because if we didn't do it, no one else was going to. That's funny. I never even thought about that because I remember as a being in New York and I used to get the mailers back. This is way before <laughs> back before the internet, kids. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd get the sub pop mailers Burr. and the CZ Records mailers and oh, it would yeah. have all the bands and I wouldn't I would buy albums based on album covers. Like that's how I discovered Mud Honey. That's how I discovered a lot of the like, you know, Screaming Trees and Soundgarden. It was like that cover looks kind of cool, and that looks neat, so I, I think I'm going to buy it, and mm-hmm. then I'd have to wait several weeks until it showed up, and then I'd finally play it, and I was like, wow, this is such a... But it was had nothing to do with record labels pushing an agenda or anything along those lines. It was like, oh, I just trusted that whatever Sub Pop was going to put out at that time, it was probably going to be something I would dig, because it was like similar... I don't know. They didn't sound the same, but they they sounded the same. If that makes it was sense. almost right. a seal yeah. of right. approval. The vibe was the same. Like when yeah. it comes with sub pop, it's like okay, I can I know that they're not gonna lead me wrong, right? And I'm going to enjoy what I get. It's gonna be heavy. It's gonna be dirty sounding, and it's gonna be just <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and, you know, like big drums and just loud guitars. That's all Absolute I cared about. Jack yeah. and Dino. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Trust yes. me. He's if he's a god. If I ever have another band, I just want to record one song with that guy, just so I can say I record. And he's a super nice guy. I've Absolutely. met him a couple times. Oh, good friend of mine. Oh, he's such a sweet, nice guy. He came by the studios when Jolene called her, had her last show, yeah. just to show support for her. And I was like, that's so cool. Here's a guy that doesn't need to do something like that. And he did just to pay his tributes. And it was like, that, that ma- massive amount of respect for him. Absolutely. Cool. Um, I noticed you, you said you brought something as well. Oh, yeah. So, like I really said, like, I've known Karen forever. Yeah. From back in the end days. And we haven't seen each other in forever. And you came in and you said, I have some stuff that's f- from our days back in back and whenever. Uh-oh. So at another I'm, radio uh, station. Yeah, yeah. 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 We can say it. They're just downstairs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're down in the there dungeon. I'm kicking on the floor. What's up, guys? Hey, guys it was trippy coming back here because, you know, we left and we didn't leave on the best of terms. And <laughs> two years later, I'm coming back in and I'm like, gosh, 
how's this going to go? And everyone was so super nice, but it was so trippy because things have changed. I mean, that downstairs looks nothing like it used to. No, it's so different. It's been it's it's just smaller, and you know, it's just a smaller staff. Back when we were there, I mean, it reminds me a lot of our staff here, in that everybody's doing stuff together. There's a, a community. Uh, everyone's mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, and, and I think they're, they've got that again now, yeah. but for a period of time, it wasn't like that. And right. I think they were, you know, trying to figure find their own new identity. And now guys like Gregor and Manley and the crew down there are, are just beyond awesome. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, I, I still have so much love for the end. Oh, and, well, they changed the world. I mean, they yeah. introduced all the, I mean, Marco and all that. I yeah. mean, it's still, I mean, we're I still feeling that's, those vibrations. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, I that was lunch the with Kim the other day, too. Oh, and, nice. and it's cool to see her back in town. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was the music I grew up on. Like, it was, I mean, for better or worse, when Marco introduced the world to Corn, I was there. And we still nice. hate him for that. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I do want to ask Matt, because, I mean, how did you get hooked up with Karen? Before we look at the picture, okay, yeah, cause I, uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird story. I, we had a mutual friend that kind of dropped the seat on me about this photographer, this mysterious photographer that had, <laughs> had all this uh, had a smiling, all Kurt. these photographs of the grunge years, and um, it kind of like lit a spark. And I tried to seek her out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was awaiting an email for about two and a half weeks, mm. and then we, we, earlier we were having this conversation. <laughs> did it end up in your junk file? Yeah, I just yeah. lost out on an interview with Andy Samberg because oh, it geez. ended up in the junk file. Quote unquote <laughs> junk file. Yeah, so I was uh, asking our mutual friend. I was like, you know, did she send me an email? Did she send me an email? And she's like, I think she did, mm-hmm. and I uh, I never got one. <laughs> so we were sitting down at dinner one night, and uh, Karen showed up, and she's like, Oh, this is. Uh, this is my friend I was telling you about. and <laughs> Why didn't you get back to him? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it just, it was organic. Yeah. It was extremely organic, yeah. And uh, we just, we just rolled with it. Nice. Yeah. And were you a fan of the, 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 the music scene back then? And I was mean, this kind d- of a yeah, cool... def- definitely. It was, yeah. yeah, there was a bit of nostalgia to it. But, yeah. um, you know, I was just really excited to present it in a fine art format because it was something that was not only like historical, but it was also you know, very relevant to Seattle yeah. and, to, and, and to, you know, be able to approach that from a different perspective, I think is the big thing for us. No, and I, just having like, I'm looking at these cards that have the pictures and on the back, the stories, and it's just reading the stories is just so cool. It makes the pictures stand out even more and it makes them pop even more because it's such a great story behind all of these pictures, which I think is so cool. Yeah, absolutely. And the, yeah, the narrative, I mean, is, is really what, it, what it's all about with the photos. And when I, I didn't even know what she had. I mean, when she brought in that deck right there, it was, I mean, we were just like, Gold oh, mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was it was just like, we would have been foolish to pass it up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just ran with it. This was kind of um, an additive for for our programming this month, and we're, we're really really excited. I mean, we've we've put a lot into it, and to actually like see it come to fruition is huge. And then for anyone that wants to go again, it's at the Piranha Shop, which is uh ten twenty two First Avenue South, and it's treasongallery.com and also more information at KarenMasonBlair.com. So that way you can find it. We'll pop it up on our on all of our, all of our pages and all that kind of stuff. So that way we can get the word out as much as possible. But I, I've been putting Thank it you. off. Oh my God. I'm nervous. You have I, know. I, know. I am nervous okay. about this picture. So this was taken. Um, December 9th, 1999, at the Deck the Hall Ball. So this is 17 years? 17 years. 17 years. That's right, because Karen was hanging out backstage, taking all the pictures with the staff and the bands. and So many great shows at that. Oh, my gosh. Are we going to see Steve with hair? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
Spoiler alert. But wait, who else has hair? Oh, 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 All right, so the back says Deck the Hall Ball, ninety ninety nine. You rock, man. Oh man, I'm already pumped. Thank you so much. Oh wow. Oh my god. I just caught a glimpse of it. All right, here we go. Oh my god. Oh. The picture with Dave Grohl. <laughs> I have like a really bad like photocopy of this picture that I had framed for a while. Oh. Yeah. But it was, oh man, this is like the coolest thing ever. This is, th- and oh, seriously, Karen, thank you for bringing this to him <laughs> because he had vented about this email thing earlier. The yeah. goofy grin on oh, his yeah. face right now. I was right in a now. bad mood before oh. you guys came in. Dude, the grin, his grin is something. so big now. Oh. Like, yeah. This is unbelievable. Well, thank you. Such a cool picture. You guys, you guys so are much. both hamming it up. I just—it's such a moment. I just love it. You can tell Steve loves drummers. Oh, I you know what the funny part is? Right before we took this picture, I don't know if you remember, I was talking with him, and he's running in place. Yeah, I think he was trying to get it. Oh, get so himself like jacked no. up. Yeah, so he's like, like Matt Cameron. He's all yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if I should keep talking. To that guy. I don't know what I should do. Can I get a picture? Like this is like, are you going to run in place in the picture? I don't know. So I mean. That might be why his hair's a little wet, too. <laughs> or it's gel. I don't know. That is a great Why was he running oh, in place? Thank you. I have no idea. I think maybe he was to screw with me. Maybe that's just what it he does when, like a, when a fanboy comes up to him. He's like, I'll just run in place, and eventually I'll get awkward, and I'll leave. <laughs> or it's like some kind of subtle way of being like, run off, little man. Run off. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're such welcome. A, what a, oh, that was a great show, too. Oh, fantastic. And Beck, Beck yep. played, yeah. Because if I remember correctly, the bassist of the Foo Fighters, Nate, yes. got sick. Yes. So I did, didn't Beck fill in? Or oh, Beck's bassist no, did. No, wasn't it Chris Cornell? I mean, Chris, no, Chris, I mean, Chris Novoselic filled yes. in, and it was the first time they ever played together since Nirvana. That's right. Wow. And that was like it was historical. It was all over MTV News. Oh, it my was like, gosh. Oh, my gosh. But you could feel it. You could yeah. just feel it. Like, like, oh, and it wasn't like planned. It wasn't no. like one of those things where it's like, oh, I need you. Like, he got sick moments before the show. It wasn't like, wow. so they were trying to figure something out, and... Beck's bassist filled in for most of the songs, but Chris also came up and played for a handful, yeah. I think That's three or four astounding. songs. Maybe? It was amazing. Yeah. It was pretty special. Oh, yeah, we were pretty happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, when back in those days, getting caught, like being featured on MTV News when yeah. MTV was playing music videos, and it was, how weird is it that the real world, I'm a scatterbrain, I know, uh, but how weird is it that the real, real world is coming back to Seattle? Did you oh see this? <laughs> I was in some of those clips from before. <laughs> Weren't you? Were you a in couple, some? I, I know you were. There were yeah. a couple where they didn't we, show we, it because, well, we might have been smoking pot outside of the house, and <laughs> <laughs> the camera guy comes out to film it and then turns around and the next thing you know, the director comes, you guys can't be doing that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap. But now we can. Right. <laughs> the new version's oh, going to yeah. be awesome. <laughs> Instead of everyone drinking and banging, they're just going to be smoking and hanging out. <laughs> it's a lot chiller version of the real world. Nobody's getting slapped in this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that was drama. I remember that. Oh, dude, that was a crazy time. Was that, that was Puck? Like, oh, no, that was um, Steven. Yeah, who was on yeah, the show? He and just slapped the chick in the f- cab. Yeah, as she was going away. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> one more bot. thing." <laughs> Boom. I was at the station. I, I went to the station the same night that happened, and I, I remember back when remember we had the mail room downstairs, and I hear sounds. I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" I go in there, and it's Steven underneath the mail bins <gasps> crying, and I'm like, "What are you doing, man?" And he's like, "Man, I did something really messed up." I'm like. What, did you slap someone or something like that? I said, like, I hit somebody. He goes, yeah, I, I slapped Irene. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, man. Because I like Steven. He's a real nice guy. And I, I don't know what happened to lead to that. But like, Later, dude. I was like, bro, 
why would you do that? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. He was like, I remember it was like a really awkward conversation. <laughs> and I remember like, because we like before that, we would always joke. I'm like, well, now you come, because we joke about, oh, when are you going to be the angry black cast member? Because yeah. it's like every year up until then, it was like, there was always one. And it was always like a story arc in the show. And I'm like, well, now you've become the angry black cast member. And he starts, <laughs> he laughed for a second. He goes, I know. Uh, and he felt awful, but I was, like, that was weird. That was just weird to be, like walk in on that and then see it on television. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I had to kind of have a heart to heart with the guy after that. <laughs> awkward. Uh, but man, this is unbelievable. Um, uh, we'll definitely put out the information, but congratulations. Oh, and, thank and you. And I only hope nothing but amazing success. Uh, for you and uh, get that book out too. I will. Yeah, you know, yes. We'll get you back in here too. We got to get you back in Aww. here because this is unbelievable. I and mean, we haven't even scratched the surface of all these stories. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get to spend time with Mud Honey? You know, I don't see them often. Not really. Did you no. get to take many pictures for them? Or I have a couple. I yeah. mean, they were mostly like Mud Honey was kind of playing over here and Alice was playing over here and like, gotcha. you know, um, Charles and them went over there and then I went over here, <laughs> which is why my story is a little different. So I kind of hung out, you know, with the bands that, you know, that all got signed, although Mud Honey got signed, but right. they kind of just, you know, blew oh, up. I never thought about that the, on any given night. All these bands are playing. Oh, it was crazy. I would I would literally go to two shows a night. It yeah, was how do you choose? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if I went on a time machine, I don't think I could do it. I think I might just say, you know what? Just go take somebody else back in time. I don't want to have to pick one of my favorite kids. It's true. And then, like, then like you know, Nirvana would open for the Melvins. So you're like, I'm going to go to that opening band. Then go back over here to Alice. And then Pearl Jam's playing. And it was just crazy. I couldn't even think. This is just such a, it's so hard to comprehend as someone who came after the fact. But It was every week. God. Every week you could see one of these bands. Every week, if not two. Is there a band that you remember from those times that did not make it that you're like, I don't understand why that band didn't make it? Oh, there were several. I I'm, bet. And I'm, I'm scanning their photos. I'm going to put them on my website because they can't be in the show because there's only 33 photos and I got a gazillion. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> it was you or yeah. Kurt smiling. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But I love them all, you know. And so that's, I really want to, you know, show some of those pictures too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, there was a there. gazillion bands that were amazing. And it's like, I don't know, they just had that exhibit at the EMP where, um, they interviewed like Jerry Cantrell and all these other musicians, and then mm-hmm. they go into their favorite bands, and like Jerry's list was mine. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because we all love those people. And you're right? probably listening to it as he's asleep on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> How do I like all these bands? Oh, yeah. oh Karen <laughs> always <laughs> listened to them. Yeah. Somehow. Oh, so that we're... was it. <laughs> yeah, see? We see? know what's up. You subconsciously got it in its head. <laughs> the grand influencer. Oh, Karen awesome. and Matt, thank you guys for hanging out with us. It's yeah, thanks. Uh, such a great great to see you again oh, it's you been too, too long and hopefully i'll see you again sooner than whatever it's been like 12 or so years exactly. that's kind of ridiculous I know. we've I been busy yeah you know <laughs> just a little busy I, just a little busy we're just waiting for that email that's it <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks a lot <laughs> nice all right so it's uh karenmasonblair.com that's where you can get more information about her as well as uh treason gallery t-r-e-a-s-o-n in case you can't spell uh treasongallery.com that's information about what's going on so it starts on the fourth goes through the 12th and uh it's at the piranha shop which is uh 1022 first avenue south and that is in seattle so everybody's got to go check that out if you're a fan of seattle music this is definitely a walk down memory lane for sure so thank you guys thank you thank you all right okay so now we got it's from one interview to the next rev what it's just non-stop non-stop action quick aside that was awesome that was amazing like honestly like she can put out a book and 
I don't know. Hear those stories. Like right. it just every picture's got to have a story, and even like the story that she was talking about with you and Dave. Yeah. Or like the, when you were talking about that, it's it like triggers things I don't remember yeah. until I see the picture. Yeah, it's just a gateway to all those memories. So it's a good point when you brought up with all the uh, the pictures with the people who come in. Yeah. Like you'll remember all of that stuff that happened behind the scenes. I mean, people hear the interview and that's what it is. But for me, my memory shot uh, from years of <laughs> not necessarily Swiss the best cheese. stuff that's gone into my body. But yeah, I've, I've I at times I'm like I don't remember things, and I'm like when I see a picture though, it does. It's like a flashback. And yeah. as soon as I saw that picture, and I've seen that picture a bunch, but I haven't seen it in good quality. And man, it was just like, I was, when I was opening this up, I had a feeling it would be that picture because it's such a. Yeah. I saw it before memorable you did. Picture. And I've, yeah. I, like you said, I saw it before in your, in the office. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's. That's, that's the legit that, one. That's yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we've been trying to change up our office to make it nicer. That's gonna look good. Yeah. I might put that. I might fancy. put that right in front of BJ's desk though. So he has to look at me and Dave Grohl all the time. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. <laughs> all right. Why don't we call my buddy Nick up? Nick is uh, the man, the myth, the legend. He is the host of Beer League Talk, which is an amazing podcast. If you're a fan of uh, hockey, if you're a fan of just the, the the beer league mentality, whether it be sports of like softball basketball flag football i think you'd get a kick out of it because it's it's interesting and it's and it's fun and and the dynamic of him and his three other cohorts which is brett nikki i mean brett danny and april are it's awesome so nice. i'm excited to talk to because he got his idea of doing a podcast because of our podcast wow from a what like a year ago when we first oh, talked yeah, to him yeah because he's also part of the draft tournament which is coming up in a, a couple of weeks in bremerton so let's call see how the rev does on this uh, how many times did I ever go? Okay, I think you're going to get uh, it on your first shot there, millionaire. So you bring that up, <laughs> and now that makes it awkward. It's not like it's my job to do it on the main show all the time, either. <laughs> no, not at all. Watch, he doesn't answer. <laughs> it's oh, I should have played his intro. Hello? Oh, Nick! What's going on, Migsy? Hey, hey, how Migsy. are you, my brother? Ah, I'm doing well, just, you know, it's noon, so it's about beer 30, I think. <laughs> yeah, don't you guys, you guys, the draft tournament fellas, you all work at, uh, you all have like an office at the rink and also have a bar set up at the rink? Yeah, and in our office, when we're not at the bar, we have a refrigerator that is always stocked with some form of alcoholic way beverage. Way to be, way to this be. This is the greatest yeah. job ever known to man. Well, you know, like, you got to get your creative juices flowing, and no one is as creative as when they've been drinking some booze. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's just how, how it goes. I mean, the only bad part is they, they did away with Uber in Calgary, so... You know, we have to kind of, you know, have our wives pick us up sometimes or sleep on the couch <laughs> oh, I, overnight. I was going to say, I bet they love getting that phone call. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, not my wife. I usually sleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> so, Babe, it's just for work, man. That's why I had a drink. Sorry. Yeah, I, I have to, like, we have that friend finder app, so she can always check. And she's like, well, why isn't my husband home? It's one thirty in the morning. She can look and she's like, oh, he's just... He's at the at the the office or the hockey rink, so <laughs> yeah, the quote unquote office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely quote unquote. So, what's going on out uh, in Seattle? Uh, things are good, man. I'm getting geared up. I'm pumped. We got the big uh, draft tournament, and I, uh, we just got J Mac finally signed up. Uh, one of the guys uh, that's uh, part of the the donkey. So I'm I'm happy about that because you know we're 
I just have so much fun at those things. And, and this is, I can't believe it was about a year ago when we first started talking. I feel like I've known you forever now because we've hung out several times. I've done several of these draft tournaments, even though I was like, oh, I'll just do one and I'll do it every year. And then it's like, oh, when, when can I do the next one? These, these tournaments are addictive. And um, I know a lot of people have heard me talk about the draft tournaments, but I definitely want to talk to you a little bit about it because you're the man behind all of it. You're the guy who really, I mean, you and Brett and, and, and Arnie and the rest of the crew that are there really Roman as well and KP and Brandt. I mean, I could keep going on and I probably will. Uh, but you guys make it such a fun experience for all of us hockey dudes and dudettes that I, I, I want to make sure anyone who even has played hockey once in their life thinks about doing this tournament because it's the most fun you'll have at a hockey tournament ever. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, you know, the, the key for us is uh, when the, when the event was created is like, we're just a bunch of hockey players and, you know, I, I think I said it last year when, when we talked uh, on your podcast here that we, we sat down and we were like, well, what do we want to do and what would be cool for us? And we were like, well, we like drinking beer, we like <laughs> playing hockey, and we never had a chance to be drafted to the NHL, so why don't we give everyone a chance to be drafted? <laughs> so I, I think that's kind of where it, it came from. And then to be able to give people the opportunity, whether they're, you've played hockey your whole life or like in Nashville, we had a guy that – literally had never skated before he started skating when he heard uh the beer league talk podcast heard us talking about uh the draft tournaments and said hey i want to play but i'm in louisiana and we don't have an ice rink anywhere around it's two hours away he's like but i'm going to start driving back and forth will i will i be okay you know if i do that for five months and we were like sure <laughs> for everyone and he came and like wow. he, he could shuffle around the ice and other than that like everyone loved him like he was like the model for the Nashville tournament. Like everyone loved him when he touched the puck, the other team would hug him and congratulate him. And it, it was just incredible. So to be able to say, Hey, anyone that's played hockey, even once, like you said, can take part in this tournament is something that we really take pride in. And we want beginners to know, like there is a place for you to play here. It's not just guys that aren't going to let you touch the puck or are just going to skate circles around you. It's, you know, as long as you like beer and hockey, you're in. <laughs> well, I think I might tell all the lo- lovely ladies that play in these tournaments that it's my first time ever on the ice. If it means I'm just going to get hugs. <laughs> yeah, and butt taps and stuff. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, I'm all for a good butt tap. Wait, that yeah, didn't sound we'll right. Um, that did not sound right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we can just announce this is Migs' first time, and we don't yes. have to say tournament or anything else. It's just first hey, time we're getting butt taps. It's my first butt <laughs> yeah. tap, ladies. Who's in? <laughs> Every other guy. Uh, but, uh, I mentioned it before we talked to you, before we called you up, but I do want to get the word out about your podcast because I absolutely love it and I know it's grown and it's funny to think that when we had you on originally a long time ago for the first time that the draft when I interviewed about the draft tournament here in Bremerton uh, that's what kind of got your gears spinning about doing a podcast then I remember we talked I'm like dude just do it get some microphones get a recording system and and just throw it out there and and now you've done a, about a year's worth of podcasts and it's mm-hmm. grown and I mean you got people listening not only here in the US and Canada but in different parts of the world it's kind of cool to see that what started as just a silly idea and maybe in your head that oh maybe I should do it maybe I shouldn't and it's grown into something rather successful yeah it has and so let me say to all your listeners just I know Steve, he wasn't fishing for it but so Steve is pretty much the inspiration for Thank the you. Beer League podcast <laughs> no, I was fishing for that yes. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hook line and sinker yeah yeah he got me but yeah I mean we just you know I, I kind of had it in my head like all I do is talk about hockey all day and I was like why you know why don't I do something more and yeah. you know Steve had me on last year and it was awesome and it turns out I do just love to talk 
uh, and love hearing myself. So Steve's like, do it. Just sit down and talk about it. And if it works out, it, do- it will. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. What's the big deal? And right. we did. And now we have, I think we're pushing on between five and 8,000 downloads every week when we put out an episode. Wow. And I think today, yeah, it's, it's gotten yeah. nuts. And some of, some of the people that tweet or message us, I can't even understand them because they <laughs> speak in different languages, but whatever, Google Translate. I was going to say Google Translate <laughs> is your friend. It'll get, you, it'll get you most of the way there, at well, least. Well, I like, so how they can understand, though, English, but they just can't, because, I mean, how else are they able to listen to your podcast unless you guys have, like, an interpreter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, maybe it's, we drink so much, we, we know everyone, languages when we're drunk. Everyone knows know. drunk. Everyone knows drunk. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I think hockey is the universal language, and, I you know, they, they send it, you know, a broken in English sometimes when they send those messages, but but it's really cool. Like just yesterday, I got a tweet from someone that plays hockey in Japan and just said, "Hockey's hockey over here. We just don't have dressing rooms or showers." Whoa, and, which which is a little different. Yeah, how but, is Steve uh, hey, going to drink playing hockey? How yeah. are you going to drink, Steve? How am I going to have my good quality time with the boys? Wait, exactly. The men. Well. Sorry, didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a that's the hard thing about <laughs> hockey is that we refer to each other as boys. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you when you talk to your other yeah. friends that don't know that, and you're like blah, blah blah, you know, just in the shower with the boys, cutting it up, and they're like, "Wait a minute, do I need to call the cops?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Or well, my favorite you also is also refer to the girls as boys. So like, it's just right. the boys is the team. Doesn't matter if it's girls or guys or whatever. So yeah, it is a little different. But hey, if you're a hockey player, you understand. And I guess that's the only language that uh, we really need to speak. And then, and then you get the weird. I remember one time we did a tournament once, and our buddy brought one of his old football buddies that was in town. So he came and watched, and he didn't know anything about the hockey culture. And he's in the locker room, and he's hanging out with us on the bench. And as you know, sometimes when like you're frustrated, you'll be like f boys. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's like an F, a comma, boys. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not an exclamation. <laughs> right. Well, well, yeah, yeah. So this guy's like, I don't understand. Why do you guys keep saying F boys? And I'm like, it's not really meant to sound that way. He's like, well, I want to sound like I fit in. So how much? So we're trying to teach him how to say it. <laughs> oh, God. So now we're playing and he's banging on the glass and he's going, F boys, F boys. And I'm like, ah, it doesn't work like that, man. It's, just, it's not how that is. Yeah, we, like, we were joking like we should make t-shirts. And we're like, we can't even jokingly no. make that shirt. Yeah. Well, just make sure you have the comma in there. I think it'll be all right. <laughs> That's all. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, no, you can definitely make the shirt. I mean, we got shirts on the Beer League Talk, like the That's stick a good butt point. shirt. The stick butt shirt like, is awesome. Yeah, and the best part is, like, little kids don't really know what it is. They don't no. know the meme that it's associated with, no. but they love just the character. And they say, hey, mom, look, he's got a butt on his shirt, which is hilarious when you're out and about. But, uh, That's true. Yeah, so you can put anything on a T-shirt these days and just go with it. As long as it's got a fun cartoon drawing, and no one's going to even think anything about it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and now, stick butt, we got T-shirts going out. I think I was counting them up the other stick day. Butt. It's like... Like 17 states and four provinces, the stick butt shirts traveling oh to. Oh, my so. God. And that was yeah. part of a – you guys did a great jersey contest where somebody you, you create a jersey. We, the donkeys try. We wound up losing, like, towards the end of it. And, uh, yeah, but I remember. I think uh, there was, like, all these random, some really nice, well-made jersey designs. And then my favorite were the ones that looked like the guy just drew it with a crayon. And, <laughs> and I think stick butt – wasn't that one of them? Is that how it all originated or – yeah, that well, actually, it first started out with actually a Seattle-based uh, design. Uh, they play in the Greater the Seattle Hockey League. Yeah, and Al. Yeah, and it just looks like the kid drew it in paint, and it's awesome. we thought it was awesome. So we talked it up, and then next thing we know, we got stick butt. Stick we got butt. a ton of them, but stick butt now were the best ones. They look like a four-year-old did it. That's and, amazing, and that's what makes it so great. Like you, uh, yeah, I've I've actually filled in for the Owls. They didn't have. 
I think the guy that created it was on the team at the time, but I filled mm-hmm. in and I'm like, man, if they make those jerseys, I have to come back just to get that jersey. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest with you, Steve. Like, we have a tournament. Like, Beer League Talk is actually sponsoring the Calgary Draft Tournament since this is where we're at. Uh-huh. And we're actually going to do, like, we're going to pick our favorite jerseys from that contest and nice. make them into teams, and Al is one of them. It has to be. Yeah, it's it so does. ridiculous. I'm going to have to ask you to put one aside for me if I can't make yeah. it to Calgary. I, wanna, I definitely want to <laughs> yeah. purchase one of those. Yeah, so well, the cool thing, too, about that is because we want more people to come to these draft tournaments because we want people to experience them. So now Beer League Talk is giving away half-price spots for uh, new hockey players that have never been from each state and province. So if you're the wow. first player from your state or province to sign up for Calgary, boom, half-price half right off the bat. So wow. can't beat that. I know there's a contest also going on for admission to the uh, Montreal. T- I mean, they, they've branched off yeah. into, like, how many? I don't, how many places do you uh, go Well, now? I can tell you, like, when I moved here and started working for them, we had three. We had Canmore, Alberta, Jasper, Alberta, and Las Vegas. And that was three years ago. And now I think we're up to 12 with our eye on, I think we want to do 20 a year with one in the east and one in the west every other week. Wow. Um, Yeah, so it's like Phoenix. So we have Seattle, Phoenix, Montreal, uh, Pittsburgh. It's crazy. Like here, starting with Seattle here in a couple weeks, we have five tournaments in seven weeks. So how are you going to be able to keep your relationship intact with all these tournaments? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's that's yeah, that's, that's a great question. I mean, I mean, I'm not as worried uh, about my relationship as I am about my liver. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. You're yeah, you're like, like, drinking is encouraged. It's actually well, man- it's, it's mandatory. Almost, I, I wouldn't I say mean, mandatory, yeah, but it's I mandatory. Mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you 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 pick your team based on how fast you drink. Like that's the whole. For those that don't know, the premise of the draft <laughs> tournament is you all go with no team. You show up Friday night's the best night of the entire weekend. I mean, the hockey's awesome too, but there's something so <laughs> amazing about a night of just drinking and drafting teammates, and you're mm-hmm. basing it all on how fast they can drink a beer because. How fast you can drink a beer means how how early you can pick in that round, and it gets really crazy. And there's people, I mean, it's fun. It's just and and by the end of the night, we're all just a giant sloppy mess. Oh, and, I've, I've heard the recordings, you know, yeah, right? You've recorded <laughs> it, and what I love about it is nobody's really a dick. No matter, I mean, you got all these testosterone going on in this room, and everyone's having fun. It's just like this common common bond yeah. of loving hockey and loving drinking that makes it so much fun. Well, I think, yeah, I think when we, when we set it up, I mean, that was the big, the big thing is, like, we don't want this to be a win-at-all-cost tournament. Like, we right. actually want it to be a weekend where people are like, I actually enjoyed being there uh, because I mean, you've played team tournaments, I've played team tournaments, and they're a different feel because you want to win. You, you know, we just create the teams for the weekend, but the thing is we create friends for life because if you know guys that you didn't know a year ago that now you guys – chat online, you text message, you do all that kind of stuff. And that's what we're kind of finding is these people come and they meet these people. And then it's, it's not, when am I going to the next draft tournament? It's when am I going to see my bud, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. You're you absolutely know, so, right. Like, I mean, I, 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 we're all like, I'm getting messages all, all day, every day now leading up to it. And I'm doing it too. I'm guilty. I, you know, I'm like, not my buddy swampy. I'm like, are you doing this? Are you coming? You and then like someone else will hit me up. Like, I, I hear you're going to be doing the, are you doing the Bremerton one? And it's like, it's cool to know that. Yeah, you're right. We've created friendships. I'm still communicating with people from the Phoenix tournament that I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'll ever see again, but like, it's there's something special about it that I can't really articulate. I think we can try, mm-hmm. but you have yeah. to go and you have to experience it. And like you said, I mean, guy did it without ever playing a single competitive form of hockey ever and just started skating and was able to get out there and, and feel comfortable and not feel weirded out by anything. And nobody was a dick to him. And 
if you've ever played any kind of hockey or at least know how to ice skate and you have the gear, you should really consider doing this. I know the spots are filling up quick. I think there's only like three or four. One, oh, one spot a, left one in spot. Seattle. All right, so by the time this podcast airs, it's, it's probably, probably sold out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the good thing, though, is like if you don't make the Seattle one for whatever reason, I mean, there's some that are relatively close. Like Vancouver is yep. at the end of July. And then Comox, which is a newer, a newer one we just added, is the end, or start of September. So Where's there's, there's opportunities all Somewhere over the place. And then another British one, Columbia. this is an exclusive oh. for your podcast. Ooh. We just, uh, we just uh, did one. We, we got it all set up. It's going to be Boston, Ooh. St. Patty's Day. Oh, my God. Oh, that, the draft party's on St. Patty's oh, Day. Oh, so. In Boston? In Boston? In Boston, yeah. That, oh, is, that is going to be a citywide wreck with a hockey epicenter. Yeah, I need to <laughs> figure my finances and also figure out. Because I usually can go, like, I go, I can oh go off to like one or two outside of me you know, without driving yeah. my wife nuts. Like last time I did Phoenix and Vegas. I think Boston might have to be one of them. Dude, that yeah. sounds well, that sounds like unbelievable. Boston's cool because you can take. I mean, you can take your wife because uh, cool I don't want to take my is, wife to these things. <laughs> well, no, I know okay, you guys okay, always say that, do. but I don't want to because she doesn't want to be around a bunch of stinky hockey okay. players. You can fly out and do the tournament, and then she can meet you on Sunday evening. Okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's probably. The, and we've been painting like draft tournament in this positive light. I, there isn't anything without negatives, and the big negative about. Uh, draft tournaments is when your buddies say, "Listen, Nick, I'm definitely picking you oh, here we in this go. draft round," and then they completely hose you. And <laughs> that's happened to me a couple times. What? And the person what kind of, the other what kind of is jerk Miggs. Would, no, what kind Miggs of does Miggs? it every tournament? No, twice. <laughs> what? Twice? Not yeah. How tournament. many tournaments have you been to? Four. Yeah, that's half of them. <laughs> that yeah. is half. All right. In all fairness, the last tournament, which was in which one did I, was that last one I went to Vegas? Yeah. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I had every intention of picking you to the point where like I was like gonna, I had a whole thing planned out where I was gonna jokingly try and give it to somebody else and I was gonna make sure they knew that I really wasn't gonna pick them so I wasn't being a douche yeah. to them. But and then I was gonna at the last second pick you, but somebody swooped in. Even though, so all the goalies for that one, we all made an agreement that hey, who's your one untouchable? Like, okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't. Don't draft that guy. Yeah, like, don't let, snipe a person. Right. Like, let, let's all be cool. So <laughs> I was told all the people, I watched all those people going rounds where, like, uh, Swampy was one of them. I didn't pick him. This guy wasn't one of them. I didn't pick I mean, I remember even being like, I could pick this guy, but I'm not going to. Now it came up to my turn, and I was in the drinking race for the round where Nick was in. We came in, I think, second. So mm-hmm. the person in first, I was like, hey, remember, Nick's my untouchable. She didn't care. She oh, just, sick just, burn. just drafted him and laughed at me the entire time. Well, see, that's the problem is you just you threw it out there. Now, mind you, it's one of my closest, oldest friends. So, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be yeah. genuinely mad at her, that's although exactly I did give her a why. bunch of crap for, for the rest of the <laughs> evening because I had every intention of picking you and I got sure, and I got screwed. Sure, yeah. Oh, sh- shut sure, up, Brad. Yeah, yeah, totally screwed. I mean, if <laughs> well, you would have been a friend and picked him earlier. Oh, yeah, maybe. I can tell you that he actually is trying to pick me now because I finally said I know how to get Steve to pick me. Me, and that's to put Jay, who he really wants, in the round right behind me. Yes. <laughs> and I have a gift of chugging beer really fast. He does. So oh. I'm usually going to get the first pick in the next round. Nick and is freakishly fast in drinking. It's not even yeah. funny. What's your technique? I know, it's- no gag reflex. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sorry, I've been, I've been working on it my whole life, guys. <laughs> 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 so, hey, 
Steve, what do you think about the theme? Like, we released oh, the theme for Seattle. It's funny because we just spoke to an old friend of mine, Karen Mason Blair, who uh, grew up in Seattle and was uh, the, basically the photographer for the grunt. It's perfect timing for this. She took the pictures of all the grunge bands of yesteryear and, and has a big exhibit that's going to be coming out in this upcoming weekend. And the theme for the draft tournament in the past couple of years in Bremerton, it was a, a Navy military-based theme, which makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, totally. But I was like, I have nothing but love for the, the, the troops and the military, but I was like, secretly, I'm like, I hope it's not another military theme because, you know, it's like, it's always fun to have like fun and weird jerseys. Mm-hmm. And those aren't, you can't really get silly with those jerseys because nah. it's disrespectful. Well, the theme this time around is grunge. Oh, nice. It's Seattle music. So the first jersey that has been put out there for people to see, Nick, I'll let you describe it because it's unbelievable. I can't, I can't remember the actual name of the one that was actually re- released. The Goon Fighters. But obviously Fighters. it's a play. Pardon? The Goon Fighters. The Goon Fighters. So obviously you can see the play that we're going for oh, yeah. uh, with uh, grunge bands, but it's like ripped up jeans. The plaid shirts, the, I mean, it's just the whole, like the whole ambiance of that whole grunge movement in Seattle and what was it, the early 90s? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, absolutely. And just, yeah, and, you know, music that we all grew up with listening to, and I think hockey players in Seattle are really going to relate to it just because that's their culture, right? That's, that's what, what they're about and what they're, they're fond of. And, you know, I love the theme. I know all of us guys at the office love it. So if you don't love it, don't Too come, bad. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you one person left, don't come. Yeah. The goon so, yeah, it's a really cool theme. And, uh, you know, I think we usually release, uh, like, I don't want to give away any trade secrets, but we usually release the, the one that we're least excited about first. Oh, wow. we like to build it up. Nice. So, like, the other ones, like, even though I really like the one that was released, cool. like, the, the other five are just even more awesome. Yeah, we're looking at it right now. I'm showing it to the Rev. It's a flannel shirt. The jersey is a flannel shirt, but then there's a T-shirt underneath the flannel shirt, like all printed on it, <laughs> yeah. saying the Goon Fighters, and then it's got some shorts, like ripped up shorts. Yeah, and, that is great. And, and the, sh- the, the, the the leggings, the socks, uh, for, for those, basically to go over the shim guards, oh, yeah. that's like human flesh, it looks like. Like, it's skin colored. <laughs> that way, it looks like you're wearing shorts. Yeah, it's got shorts and flannel. It's a typical uh, grunge flair. Yeah. Could you give us any, uh, uh, and, and people can go to drafttournament.com to see the pictures. They, they, they post them up there as well. Uh, can mm-hmm. you give us a... Uh, a tease for what the next jersey might be unveiled for this one? Uh, I think it's going to be Puck Jam. Oh, for Pearl Jam. <laughs> well, well, no, just Puck Jam. We oh. can't say. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, just... for a band that might sound like Schmirl Schmam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so we have all those cool cool designs, and I yeah, we're jacked about it, and it's I say it every time I talk to people. It's like people are like, well, is this what you actually do for a living? It's like, yeah, part of our job is sitting around and thinking about hockey jerseys and designing them, which is crazy. <laughs> and hockey puns. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially as a guy, like I'm from Oklahoma, so what kind of hockey is there, right? And now I'm full-time hockey, which is which is crazy. And, you know, these events have been – when I moved to Calgary, I knew nobody. And I went to my first uh, tournament before I worked at uh, – at the company, and I had 80 new friends right off the bat, which was which was pretty cool. So it is funny when you leave these tournaments, you do end up seeing your, your Facebook requests um, jump like skyrocket. skyrocket like yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like I got 10 new requests on Facebook, who, and then I look and I'm like, oh yeah, I met that guy there. I met this guy, <laughs> and it's not all teammates. It's like you become friends with like not just the team you're on. I mean, there's obviously you want to win, but I'll, I'll be on like in, in in Vegas. Our team went 0-4 and one. Had just as much fun as the Phoenix tournament where we went uh, 5-0-0. Oh, oh, I mean, oh, it's geez. just, it doesn't matter. 
what I did learn is that when you put Jay and I on the same team, we win championships. So, oh. Nick, yeah, hey, it behooves okay. you to be... Round number 10. Round number 10 is going to be me. Round number 11 oh. will likely be Jay's of round. Of course it will be. Of course it will be. I know how you work. Yeah. And I hope I can get you... I, look, in all seriousness, like I, I, I even mentioned it there. I was like... Because a lot of people thought, they're like, oh, you just wanted Nick because then it wouldn't guarantee that you get Jay. I'm like, I'll be willing to give up the Jay spot if... Just so, because I was like, I want to pick Nick. I finally want to have Nick on my team. I want him to shut up about me not picking him by picking him, and I can't because you guys did me dirty. All right, well, you know, like there bitter. is the one time, like in Phoenix, it still worked out for you, and like Brian Banner cheated. And he spilled beer, and you guys threw a big fit about it. He did not spill beer. It was Domi that <laughs> this is getting inside. But Brian is on par with Nick. Those are like bitter okay. rivals in a friendly way, of course, oh, of, of, course. of how to crush beers. Oh, yeah. So bitter got, rivals. Right. They're, 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 they're beer-sucking rivals. <laughs> Brian is an awesome dude as well. Fun guy to have mm-hmm. in the locker room. Fun hockey player out there as well. And uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have him on my team. Oh, it's just so happened every time he's on my team. We win championships too. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Steve's, won, Steve's won a lot of champions. Like he's I got guess. that inflated ego, but I mean, he's did the. He's got two championships out of four tournaments, but one Damn. tournament he also went winless. So. I did. I did. We did, and and that was humbled. Yeah, that was the last one. So I'm coming back strong. I've been training. Wait, what, did, what did you do in uh, Vancouver? We won the B championship. Okay, so right. we went. I think yep. like three and two. Or something yeah. along and you didn't lines. have Jay that, that one either. No, and, and he was in the finals and just so happened to lose that championship to you. To me, yes. Ooh. And hey, you know, so if you think about it, when you and Jay are together, you win championships. Mm-hmm. And when you're not together, like even Jay doesn't win the championships. No, no, he doesn't so, win anything. You guys need each other. We do, he needs me more than I need him. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jay is awesome. Although, highlight of the Vancouver one where you did win the championship when he got off the ice, all of us basically gave him a beer bath. We just showered him. Wow! With be- Nick, when he got off the ice, yeah. and he walks, and it was like almost like like a, a procession. Like he walks through dude, a bunch dude, of people dude, that are just spraying him with well, beer. And like, there's a whole setup. Like, because I've been playing in these for for a while now, and there was a run where I went probably four tournaments, maybe five, where mm-hmm. I, we didn't win a game. Oh, not because not because we were a bad team. Like we'd go like oh three and two ties or something, yeah. and they were all close games. But and so it, then it got into really don't pick Nick because you'll never win. <laughs> and so then when you Truth. come out there and you win an A championship, everyone was just like, finally it's happened. We have to do it. And like there's a video of it, like slow mo video yep. of me walking through this like, beer shower. It's a fire going over oh, it. Pretty much. <laughs> it was awesome. And, and the best part is like that rink is like no alcohol. You can't have any alcohol in this rink. It's an Olympic um, like place where like the Olympics. Oh my god. Yeah. That. What are you guys and doing? So, like, we, were, yeah. we were freaking out like, oh, no. Like, we, we had alcohol, care. and we spilt it all over the place. And like we asked them, they were like, hey, is everything cool? And they're like, yeah, everything's cool. No big deal. So, oh, that's awesome. Beer well, and hockey yeah. go together. Come on. I mean, I think they realized that we were all harmless. No one was being idiots. So we just wanted to spray our friend with beer. Who doesn't want to do that? Right. Exactly. And I, I enjoyed it. I smelled like beer for like three days, which was awesome. <laughs> for me, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Nick, um, when you're getting into, uh, if memory serves me correct, are, are you going to get into town early enough to come hang out with us and do the podcast in studio? Uh, well, I will get in town because we have to go to Vancouver because our league also oh. operates out of there. So we probably won't be into uh, we probably won't be into Seattle until Thursday. Oh. Uh, I can try to stay. Well, when do you do you record on Mondays and Tuesdays, or is it usually just Tuesdays? We just do Tuesdays typically. Um, but yeah, you know, we can figure something. If anything, we could just podcast when we're at the hotel. 
Yeah, well, definitely we need to go, like, eat dinner, like, Thursday night. And, like, I want to plug something, but I don't want to plug it. But my favorite place in Seattle is there's a sushi place called Umi. Have you ever been there? Umi's fantastic. Oh, my God. It's so, like, we talk about, like, we go to Vancouver, and they have, like, the freshest sushi, supposedly. But our boys, like, we talk about this place We've been talking about it for two years now, and yeah. oh, can't wait to go to Umi. Have we made reservations for Umi? Let's go to Umi. <laughs> Umi, Umi we're going to come. We're, we're probably going to drink you. all your sake. So. Oh, yeah. No, Umi's a sweet spot. There's a couple really good ones that are right on par with it, but I would put Umi in definitely like the top three sushi places in Seattle that I've been to. Yeah, well, it's awesome. Places, oh, it's, I mean, compared to Calgary sushi, where you know, we're surrounded by mountains and prairie, there's not really... Great sushi here, so I'm we're definitely looking forward that. to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, man, I, I can't wait to see you in uh, just a few weeks, man. We're just right around the corner, and uh, I'm, yep. I cannot wait for the, the, the draft party itself on that Friday night. Uh, I know all of us that have signed up that I know, we're all just we're all buzzing about it. We're pumped for this. It's going to be a and great time. You know time. what, your listeners, if they want to, like, I know Bremerton isn't the premier destination, <laughs> but... Uh, Come to the draft party if you don't want to play. Like, if you just want to party, like, yeah. hey, the bigger the party, the better for us. Like, we'll, we'll enjoy it. You can come hang out with Migs, hang out with all us hockey players and get drunk, and we'll have a good time uh, with or without you. So. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I know a few people swung by also the rink when we were all playing. I mean, if you just want to come by and see some hockey, we're all just milling about there the entire time that, at the Bremerton Ice Rink that weekend. So we're going to be there and having a good time. if you're not playing and you want to bring, a, you know, a sixer, or maybe a case of beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yeah. Feel, feel more than free to do that. Just say, hey, where's Nick and or Steve's locker room? And then we'll get that beer in the right place. <laughs> and tamales. Yes. Ooh. Bring us tamales. Yeah, that's what we want. That's we, we've, been, we've been on the hunt for tamales for like the past year now, and yeah. it never seems to work out. So it's got to work out one day. Since this the Phoenix incident. The Phoenix incident. Where Munson ate all the tamales. Rude. Yeah. Well, and then the Vegas one where, where Domi says, yeah, I'm going to have them. My wife's making them for you, and then never shows up. Never with showed rude. up. Rude. Yep. Never showed up. He showed up, but he didn't show up with the tamales. Like, did he say, what did he say? Like, what, did he have an excuse? No. He just said that he was going to show up with the tamales, and then he never showed up on Saturday. And then didn't even like wouldn't make eye contact with us. No, it was like as if we didn't exist. It was very unfortunate. Yeah, well, well, we're we're going to find someone in Seattle. Just tweet Steve or tweet Beer League Talk. Let us know where the tamales are because we're eating some freaking tamales this time. If you have a tamale truck, possibly. Maybe swing by the Bremerton oh, rink. Dude, you'll uh, make a uh, mint. You, you would make a lot of money. <laughs> I know we'll just, I would. We'll, just, we'll pre-buy out the whole truck right now. Like what? I'll give you a credit card. Call me, and we'll buy out the whole truck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the way to do it. This is why Nick's in charge. I need those tamales. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, man, I can't wait to see you, man. I'm looking forward to it. Same here, Steve. All right, buddy. Well, I'll talk to you in, uh, and, uh, yeah, two weeks, and, and we'll be there. All right, and uh, drafttournament.com, and also check out his podcast. You can just go to beerleaguetalk.com to get more information about it. It's on iTunes. It's out there for everybody to check out, and it's a really good podcast. If you like hockey, beer, and poop, you'll like the podcast. So. <laughs> hey, look at that. I, I like do those every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, see you later. Bye. Bye. Wow. Oh, Hockey, beer, and poop. That's I do those. <laughs> perfect. Do. This is a podcast meant for you. All right, why don't we do some messages, and then we'll get out of here. It's the Migs Cast. It's the Migs Cast. Messages. 
It's uh, been a fun podcast. It has been. Got, uh, got my negativity out yeah, of the way, and yeah. everything's been going well ever since. Well, we've been able to uh, keep you positive. Now you just have to Thank stay you, positive, that's, sir. That's very true. Sometimes, you know what? You got to embrace the negativity. You got to get it out of your system. You're get, you were getting it out. I did. I and you had it. to, because if you let it boil like that, you just lost your mind. I was about to lose my mind because it's all it was, that was all happening yeah. moments before an interview that I was really looking forward to, and it was like, ah, oh, how do I reset? With this 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 stewing inside of my brain, it's like sometimes you know, you're in a bad mood and your woman's trying to talk to you and you're just like, I, I don't want to talk. And then when you let them know why, then it's like, okay, now I can talk. I feel better. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, it's okay. We can we we can have okay, some negative. That's this. why we have the vent line. It's just let out the let out the demons. Yeah, a lot of, and lot of demons apparently. You let them out of both ends, by the way. Oh, I was I just let one out right at the end of that interview too. Again. I think I heard one. Yeah, it was really epic. Yeah. All right. I haven't smelt it, so I'm kind of glad with that end. No, but. you know what? It's kind of just came and went. It was a real quick little, and then it was gone. Smell wise, just like that. You can leave us a message at uh, uh, the Migscast at gmail.com or two five three two seven one four seven eight seven. That is our podcast line for voicemails and also text messages. Why don't we start things off with a voicemail, Rev? Yo, Migscast. Yo, I got something for uh, Steve here. Uh oh. Ran into you at NXT and I said something to you, and I need you to continue it. What that is? is to continue cheering for any team that isn't the Sharks. <laughs> so whoever makes it in the, from the Eastern Conference Shark tonight, Hater. that's who you need to root for. You need all the help I can get. No, he's... All right, guys. He's clearly a Sharks and fan. And Guido, I hope your Kings are enjoying golf season. Oh, oh he's definitely a Sharks fan because yeah. there's a hatred between Sharks and Kings fans. Ah. Uh, because I'm the kiss of death. Well, feel good to oh, knowing that yeah, I'm rooting yeah. for the Pittsburgh Penguins in solidarity, even though I rather root for the Sharks, <laughs> in solidarity of my friend the J Mac because it, I was. Did he tell you to root for them? He did. He called me out on it and he was right because he's like, I thought you said you always, your first choice for who you root for in the playoffs is based on your close friends. Like, I rooted for the Capitals. Yeah, I rooted who's for, more close to J-Mac? He's right up there, and, you know, I mean, he's the Umi Sushi of my life. <laughs> he's top three, for sure. So, for sure. you know what? I had I had, a, I had to acquiesce and say, you know what? You're right. So I'm wrong. So the Pens are going to lose? Go Penguins, which, <laughs> in a weird way, might work out to my advantage, because I do like to see the Sharks win a cup. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you know, real quick, speaking of hockey, uh, mm-hmm. and we mentioned Mon- the J-Mac and Munson, and the three of us are doing a podcast now, um, just to give across the streams a little bit, let people know. It's called The Donkey Show. And Excuse me? Yeah, it's called The Donkey Show. It's a podcast about the Tacoma Donkeys, where we don't even talk about the Tacoma Donkeys. We just kind of really talk about our teammates and the hockey locker room mentality. Do you have like like something that says like we're a hockey show right at the beginning or like no. in, oh gosh no and our like, intro is uh the, you remember the Brent Omaker in the rodeo that song called Welcome to the Rodeo yeah, yeah, yeah. we just sing over that part going Welcome oh to the Donkey Show I remember going to that show when you guys figured it out that's right you were there yes I was there at that show you guys actually did that that's our intro oh my god yeah it's just those two I mean are, congratulations that's great yeah. But the donkey show. I know. It's a terrible name because of the connotations. But yes. I think in the description, it's on Podomatic if you go search uh, Yo Donkey Show. 
because that's our Twitter handle, Yo Donkey Show, where Yo. you can also get information about the podcast and find the full link. It's also on iTunes, hopefully on Stitcher at some point in the near future, but uh, it says in the description, Locker Room Talk. Okay. But that doesn't really help. No. I grabbed actually a couple clips just to give you an idea of what this podcast is about. Uh, one of them, uh, this is the one where it's, it, it, it's his pregnant chick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, I think I've talked about him on this podcast. I probably have. Slosher. Slosh, yeah. Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one night we were recording. It was actually the night that we went to go see Brent Amaker in the rodeo. We came down to the station to record a couple of episodes. And we're like, let's call Josh and see if he'll answer. None of us thought he would answer because he doesn't answer unknown numbers because it's collections usually. <laughs> That's the life <laughs> well, that this hey, guy lives. Yeah. And he even said, so he answered though. And he was at a bar, drunk, trying to hit on a girl. And here's a little bit of a taste of, of episode two from The Donkey Show. We have a, a new podcast here called The Donkey Show. The three of us do. Yeah. And so we're recording right now. Well, oh, that's good. Uh, can I tell you something else? Yes. I, yep. I've, I've, been, I've been dancing with a chick. Uh, she's been she's pregnant. I offered to buy her a drink. Uh, yeah, she's pregnant. I just thought she was fat and was an easy, easy pull. But no, no. So there you go. That's just a little bit of a glimpse inside wow. the world of Josh. We were calling him because he was just offered, and he accepted it, $25,000 to leave his wife by the in-laws. Wow. Right. And that episode is all about his issue with the family. It's, it's rather intense. Like We even sat on it for a minute and thought, do we need to share this? Should we share this? Wow. But yeah, we wound wow. up sharing it. It's I hope a- I don't have to deal with that proposition ever. Would you take it? No. <laughs> Good answer. I love you, Michelle. <laughs> she he's, he's, he's doing the no sign, but he's actually saying yes. Hey, 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 hey. I'm kidding, hey, I'm hey, kidding. Hey, he, stay in the studio here. Right. That, that, <laughs> it was a weird marriage, and I can understand why he took it. Okay, okay, It's, okay, a, it's yeah. a very long story, and it's on the podcast. Here's another clip. This one was then after the Brenomica and the rodeo show. We recorded. I had my iPad, and I had some microphones. So I was driving these two drunks home, Yeah. and we podcasted from... from uh, Fremont, where the show was, all the way back to, to Tacoma, and there was a point where we're talking, and we're trying to do a podcast, and Jay's in the back seat, so wasted that he forgot he was even on the show. Jay, what do you think? Hello, police officer. It's not a police officer, it's some douchebag in a van. Do we pass? Yeah. Hey, how long, how long? Hold on, what? What the f- have you been doing back there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that gives you a, a taste of what the Donkey Show is all about. It's really we're still trying to figure out what we're doing. We're three episodes well, I can in. See what you're doing? Yeah, we're just basically I get them drunk and let them talk. <laughs> That's amazing. That's it's a perfect awesome. thing for it, it's man. Perfect. It's perfect. That's basically what the donkeys are. Well, that's the thing. It's like uh, like the best thing for podcasting. You have to, A, love to talk, yep. and B, have something to talk about, and you're filling them, and then what the third is usually have some beer, and oh. uh, that makes it all uh, into a nice little concoction there. And Munson, I mean, I, as you know, he's he's never a dull moment. I mean, Goodness, there's, a, there's no. an episode coming up this upcoming Friday, uh, hopefully it'll be up on Friday, that uh, is about a, an incident outside of a Home Depot where he had a full body check a man that was trying to steal his ladder what it's unbelievable what? it's unbelievable how do these things happen i don't right? i don't have these things happen to me i know me neither that's why i love living vicariously through him <laughs> where does Munson live in uh parkland okay okay so yeah i'm, I'm in tacoma but i hopefully i won't have to deal with any stuff like that all right well if you ever need any help <laughs> yeah i'll just roll Munson's your man <laughs>
Uh, also, real quick, I wanted to play the intro for the Beer League Talk intro for their show, only because we created it for them. And it's funny. And uh, actually, props to our guy, Jason, our production director. He helped oh, nice. make it, and he came up with a great line. And uh, this is the, the actual intro to the Beer League Talk. And you'll even hear, I think you're on it. Sarah's on it. What? I'm on it. All of us going, uh, beer, league, talk. I think that's what we say. We'll hear it. Shut up and sit down. Beer, league, talk. Yeah, that's, that's all of us. I don't remember doing it. It's a long time ago. the greatest fucking show in the world. That's Nick. Now, a couple of guys who are always in the penalty box. And two ladies that always shoot for the five hole. You're listening to Beer League Talk with Nick, Brett, Danny, and April. There you go. Nice. That is cool. <laughs> yeah, originally it was just Nick and, and Brett, and then they added Danny and April, and they're so awesome on their show. They're fun girls. They're really cool ladies. That is fun. And they gave me a hard time. Like, why aren't we on the intro? I'm like, I didn't, I didn't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so I, I was like, hey, Jason, can you give a new line? And he threw that in there. It was awesome. Oh, that, looks, that sounds so good. Yeah, that's the way they sound pro. I know. That's what we're here for. Can we get Jason to do some of our mailbag stuff? You know what? Maybe we should. <laughs> Uh, speaking of mailbag, yeah, let's do a quick uh, email. All right. This one comes from Mama Hawknado. Oh, sweet. Who, who was that voicemail still? That was, that that was, was adorable. Like, it's so awesome. And uh, her email is just as awesome. Oh, yeah. She says, hey, guys, I guess I'm your newest Titanic douche. Ha. I admit that this was sounding funny to me. It made me think of years ago when I used to douche. Oh. But I must say, I never <laughs> was having a Titanic one. That sounds pretty powerful to me. <laughs> LOL. I just love listening to you guys every Tuesday while playing solitaire on my computer. Sorry to hear about the other guys. I loved hearing Toppy's laugh, as did we. Uh, That was the first time I heard your show, and then the next time I listened, they were gone. So very sad, but hey, no matter what, life does go on. I'm getting a little alone time since my husband of 36 years passed away. Thank God for my wonderful son, Hawk Nato. He comes and visits me almost every weekend. Uh, So that's why why he listens to you guys on the way there. It's a long drive for him. I live in Kelso, a two-hour drive, man. Props to you, brother. That's really cool of you, and your mom is awesome. Uh, And she just continues to say some really cool stuff and gave us her her number. I think maybe one of these times in the near future we'll have to give her a ring. Cool. We're we're running pretty low on time, and... Uh, but when we have a chance, we'll absolutely have to chat with uh, Mama Hawknado. Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's check out another voicemail. Hi, Steve. It's Hawk Mama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, sent you an email, but I don't know if you got it. We got I it. hope you did. But I just called to tell you I listened to your show today, and it was kind of nice to hear me on the show. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anytime you want to call me, you can. I sent you my phone number, but in case you didn't get it, it's 1360. Oh, yeah. Good call. And I love your show. I miss Toppy. I miss his laugh, but life goes on. <laughs> we got to keep going. That's true. Uh, That's I listen true. to you when I play solitaire every Tuesday. I listen. And if I really get bored, I listen to you during the week, too, you know. <laughs> um, my, I, I just love it. I, I, I really love it. I'm glad that Hawknado turned me on to this. Uh, so I'm really we. glad because yeah. it, it, I lost my husband. And uh, sometimes I just 
you know, I get bored and no one to talk to or nothing, so I'll listen to you now. I love it. I love you guys. Keep up the good work. Love you. Mama Hawknado. Bye-bye. Ah, she rules. She rules. Yeah, well, I definitely want to talk with her. Wow, That'd yeah. That'd be fun. She's just really she's nice. super cool. And I, I'm really... that. I don't want to get all emotional, but that's really, yeah, really cool. Yeah, you're getting there. Well, that's really cool that we can, that, that makes doing this podcast and, you know, sometimes some days are tougher than others, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. whether, whatever's going on in our world, but it makes doing the podcast worth it to hear that we, I mean, we've heard it before from other people and it never grows old to hear and it's always an amazing thing to have someone tell you that you're, what we do can make their day better. Mm-hmm. That's that's unbelievable. And and there's there's no. I mean, the stupid King Five Washington polls. And I you know I have the framed picture now of the the certificate. That it does look we, fancy. Can, it does look nice, but <laughs> that doesn't come anywhere near uh, how awesome it is to hear that kind of stuff. Because yeah, and just the fact that I mean, you were talking about the community that's been built around yeah. the the draft league, mm-hmm. but also the com- community that's been built around the mix cast and how like you even mentioned I think last week that there's some people who don't even listen to the podcast right. or are part of that community. That's which is, fine. That is great. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, maybe one day they'll check it out, and if not, that's no big deal. Um, but you're right. I mean, they're getting together having meetups without us. And yeah. I think that's awesome. I mean, I'd love to be able to go to as many as possible, but you know, life is just crazy. I mean, trying to try and balance work and yeah. And 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 married life and just social life. It's sometimes things kind of get lost in the shuffle, but to hear those kind of stories and to get those kind of emails is it, it helps out a lot. It, it, it helps it, us. Yeah. Oh, f- for F's sake, yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for not swearing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll leave that to Munson. Uh, uh, Mountain Man Paul, he emailed us. He said, hey, you guys are awesome. I'm a lifelong Titanic douche. Love listening to the podcast. Also part of the hashtag mega family. Nice. I was wondering if you guys were going to toss around the idea of holding auditions for people to join the Migscast. I'm a local podcast with tons of flair and a massive wrestling fan. I don't want this to come off the wrong way. I'm I'm not. If not, I'm still going to listen to the show. I hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Steve, when is the drop-in tournament in Bremerton? Well, that's funny. We just talked about it it's weird these emails are all working and it's working simpatico. Yeah. uh i want to invite Ooh. some of the boys from montana to teach you all how to drink a moonshine or Ooh. drink moonshine hey. like in moonshine, this scary well and that's the thing because when he's talking about that he's not talking about the stuff that we can get here that's labeled as moonshine right. in the liquor stores no, no, it's like that. yeah yeah this is the legit, legit yeah the yeah. stuff that i remember going out when we were out camping with uh um some of the the plp's redneck buddies Jeez. and yeah when we're going out camping for like five days and they're spending like weeks out there there, right, and there's like, nope. Here's our moonshine, and you're like, how can you drink that? That yeah. is, that's jet fuel. No, 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 thank you. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but got you know blackberry what? flavor to it. After a few drinks, maybe I'll be like, ah, it, give me a shot. You will be. Uh, that's usually how that ends up. <laughs> regarding, are we doing any kind of auditions for another member of the podcast? Probably not. Um, we're figuring it out. It'll probably be somebody internally that maybe is around. The problem with the podcast is like we try and keep it at a set time, but there are times where we have to kind of work around some scheduling and pop in, do it a little bit here, pop in. We try not to ever have to edit it, but there are times where we need to like, you know, take a break and do this and do Mm -hmm. that to bring somebody in that's not. An employee would be very difficult. I mean, to be really as transparent as possible. We need somebody that's around and can really just do it at a moment's notice. And sometimes we've had things happen at like five in the morning where we're popping in at five, you know, from five to five, 10, just to uh, get an interview with somebody. That's the only time they can do it because it's all East Coast stuff. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, we can't really just have someone. I mean, we've got some ideas. We'll try and, you know, we got to flesh it out. There's, there's plenty of people that work on our show, both on the air and behind the scenes, mm-hmm. that 
there's somebody in there that I'm sure, if not one, maybe two. I don't know what's going to happen. That's why right now we're just kind of – honestly, I've put zero thought in the last couple of weeks. At first I did. I was like kind of getting a little overwhelmed by it. And I'm like, I need to just – There's a lot more stuff going on than right. this silly podcast. And right. we got to kind of get everything – Get, get my head straight. Yeah, get your head straight, get the ship right, and then at yeah. that point we can move on and figure it out. And so that's why, you know what, we're still going to do it. And obviously we are doing it, and it's Rev and I. And that's why we you know, bring some guests in, and I know – you know, some people might have issues with that, but you know, it's it's really right now we're just kind of still taking our time, and and mm-hmm. when 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 things are right, things will be right. Uh, but we're gonna do everything to the best of our abilities to make this an entertaining show every week. That's that's the goal. Yeah. Uh, no matter who's in this room, Rev and I are gonna be here unless Rev's got some bowel issues. Oh, and I then, had to yeah, I had to take a break a couple times, but hey, you know. and, and then that's something also we don't want to really put on somebody that doesn't work here because you know their insurance. I don't know if it would cover it, and yeah, I don't want to give. Everyone pink eye. Right. It's it's a very dangerous workplace. It's very <laughs> scary in here. Um, let's check out another voicemail. Hey, guys. It, it drives me crazy whenever coworkers uh, cook eggs for lunch oh, at their desk. They, that's they make wrong. eggs or, like, some awful smelling lunch, and then they eat it right next to you at your damn desk, right where you work. you got to smell it for the next hour yeah. and a half. It drives me crazy. It's disgusting. Just don't make eggs at work, <laughs> please. Or tuna, like yeah. like tuna, Fish. like 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 yeah. like hard boiled eggs um, are okay because they don't normally stink up the place. But like an egg salad or something like that, right. or a tuna fish, or like microwave, like your like hamburger helper or tuna helper from the night before. Hamburger right. helper's fine, that's fine. But like the tuna, ah, it's, it's ah. the whole office will smell like it. And and ah. even with a hard boiled egg, like. I love eating hard-boiled eggs, and I would love to just sit in the studio while we're like during songs. But like, <laughs> I will buy them in our little market; they sell them. Yeah. But I'll eat it in the office because I'm like, I don't know, is it kicking out? The, I don't think it kicks out much smell. But I was like, I don't want to really. Yeah. Some people get weird. Just the, the, psychologically, they see egg, so they smell egg, and then it's like, Ugh. yeah. And by somebody, Ugh. I mean BJ. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you're like trying to eat anything like that, you're like, oh, what is that smell? Oh, that's driving me nuts. And then right. you have to deal with that. Yeah, and then next thing you know, he comes in with some weird powdered peanut butter that reeks. What? Yeah, he's a powdered peanut powdered butter. Peanut butter and mixed with water and it becomes regular peanut butter. I don't know that's, why you just got the regular peanut that's butter. That's not a thing. It is a thing. No, no. I, My wife's got the powdered peanut butter. I guess it's like healthier. Uh, I know. It's the, no, yeah. Why do we need to make things right. more difficult in life? <laughs> I don't need to be stirring my peanut butter. Just no. Someone... Like, I stop it when they, when if it's got the, the one that separates. Oh, I like, hate we, it. we got almond butter because that's what we're doing, apparently. Right. You know, and, Ugh, and we tried to get that stuff. Too. I like it. I like almond butter. Well, anyway. Um, but it was like, it was that it was the same type of peanut butter that you would have to stir because like of the oil. Yeah. No, I'm done. That's too much work. Like, no. I don't need that in my life. I, I'm not saying we really get into arguments about it, but we come close to having arguments, my wife and I, because there are times where, like, on Sundays, you know, my routine would be wake up, I, she gets these waffles that you put in a toaster oven, and then I'll spread it with peanut butter, mm-hmm. and a little honey, and some bananas, and it's delicious, right? Yeah. There are times where she doesn't have, like, the, the jar is empty, so I have to now pull out the other Adam's jar, and, and it's, then now you're stirring hasn't been stirred, for and I'm like... You couldn't stir this, and she's like, "Why can't you stir?" Like she doesn't want to stir it. Yeah, I, like, we're both. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're both trying to play the game of, which is good. Like we'll we'll get every last bit of peanut butter out of that jar because yeah. we want to make sure we are the last to use 
the playing, stirred version. Playing peanut butter chicken. Oh, it's so, and, and like we get into legit like heated conversations, not arguments, but conversations about this. It's Confrontation Steve and about, peanut butter. About stirring peanut butter. Oh, it's a mess. Like you try and do it and you're doing it slow, but then you get, then you get. You just get crap everywhere. You get impatient. So then you start jacking that peanut butter around in a circle and next thing you know, it's spilling all over the counter. You, you gotta got clean pe- it. You got peanut butter everywhere. Yeah, you got peanut butter all over the counter on your pants. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> just a bunch of butter <laughs> all over you. Yeah, I yeah. know it's gone mm. down the road. Let's yeah. check out another voicemail. Yeah, yeah, sorry, weird. sorry, Hawk, Hi, Nato, Mom. Oh, it's Mama Nacido again. Oh, again? Okay. Just saying hello. Hello. And let me know that I did send you email. We I don't it. know if you got or not, but I sent one. <laughs> She's awesome. And uh, I left a voice message yeah, also on your phone. Mm-hmm. We got that one too. Call me anytime. I will be happy, very happy to talk to you. I love Aww. your program. I absolutely love it. I watch it when I play solitaire, and I do that a lot lately. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, we anyway, got to call her next week. You yeah, guys yeah, are doing absolutely. A great job. Uh, a great job. Thank you. Even with the two missing, you're still doing very good. Aww. And I wish you all the luck in the world. Okay? Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. I feel like I'm talking I, to my mom. I know, yeah. It's like the old ladies always say the love you. It's like, oh, I love you too. It's like, I don't really know you. That's I why hope we she, need to talk to her. Mama Hogneo, just so you know, we only check the voicemails and the emails on the Tuesday that we record the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you don't hear from us, it's not because we're ignoring your messages. We just, I, we wait until the day of to load everything in and then we, we preview it and listen to it live or when we record it. So, yeah. uh, but we'll get, we'll have to give you a ring next week. We'll try. Don't get mad at us if we don't, but we'll try. Sometimes we are terrible with plans, i.e. not sometimes, all the time. Most of the time. Um, do we have any more voicemails? There's one more. You think maybe it's Mama Hawknado again? I'm betting yes. One thing that really ah. bugs me and grosses me out is like when I'm hanging out with my friends and someone blows their nose and then <laughs> like pulls the tissue away to just look at what just came out yeah, of nose. Yeah, I'm with it's you, like bro. It's the grossest thing, and people constantly are doing I just don't understand. People are constantly doing it. I understand why it's gross. Yeah. A, it reminds me of the old MTV commercial. It's like, oh, look, I made an MTV symbol. Oh, want to see? Okay. Well, I don't want to show you anyway. But also, you need to check and see. I mean, if it's red and bloody. I know. Like, it's, I mean, do you check, uh, you, do you check the toilet paper? Yeah. See? I know. See, you're and right. I understand. I just don't do that in public, yeah, though. Yeah, you're not, in a stall and you're doing that, but yeah. it's that same thing. You need to make and make visual assertion that you you're are right. not, like, you're not dying. Can you do it, though, like, without other people seeing it? Be a little it? bit sly about yeah, it. Yeah, like, kind of like, like, <laughs> like, little on the corner. Like, people do it and they, like, they're, they're telegraphing it. Like, they, yeah. And then they just pull it away, like, about, like, four yeah. to 12 inches away from their face, and they open it up like it's, like, a novel. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Which is worse, though, that or snot rockets? Snot rockets way worse. Yeah. I like, agree. I, that was one of those uh, quote-unquote skills that I could never do. I tried it a couple times because yeah. I'm hanging around, you know, guys who are, like, doing things like construction and working on stuff right. and labor, and they just go, yeah. and just launch it out. And I'm like, I can do that, and I just got, you just get snot everywhere. Yeah. And you look like a complete and utter tool. The only time I do that is in the shower. And it's if I'm like sick, like I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just like need to let this out. Yeah. I need to let this free, and this is the perfect place to do it. Well, if you do that, I mean, you can do anything in the shower. So I mean, 
That's right. Right? Including drink beer with your boys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get out of here, Rev. Thank you, Karen Mason. Hey, yo. Sorry about that. That's okay. Thank you, Karen Mason, Blair, and Matt from Trees and Gallery for uh, telling us all about this awesome exhibit that's happening called The Flannel Years. Get more information at Karen Mason Blair. And Mason spelled M-A-S-O-N-B-L-A-I-R.com. And if you can't spell Karen, you probably shouldn't be breathing. Um, <laughs> that's going to be at the Trees and Gallery in Seattle starting on Saturday, but it's going for a while, I think, until the 12th. So the 4th through the 12th. And more information also is at treesandgallery.com. Pictures from Nirvana, Soundgarden, Allison Chains, Pearl Jam, Screaming Trees, Mother Love Bone, Skin Yard, Grunt Truck, a bunch of other great bands. Wow. If you were a fan of Seattle music, through the 90s, this is something that you should check out. The pictures are stuff that you have never seen before, and it's fantastic. Uh, so thank you, Karen. Thank you, Matt, for swinging by. Thank you, Nick, from the draft yeah. tournament. Beer League Talk. That was awesome catching up with him. Thank you to Mama Hawknado. <laughs> I don't think I need to explain why. You're just awesome, and your son's definitely very lucky to have you as a mom, Truth. and you're very lucky to have him as a son. He sounds like, I mean, from all of our conversations, awesome dude. We're out of here. Stay positive. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 